Charles Haley. You're listening to Nothing But Niners. This is Kyle Juszczyk, and you're listening to Nothing But Niners. So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field, and Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. He takes the handle, gets to his right, gets to the 20. He's at the 30. Needs to cut in. He comes back up the right sideline. Breaks his hard tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's out of the 20. He's out of the 10. He's out of the 5. He's out of the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown. 96 yard run from scrimmage. Garrison Hurst breaking tackle after tackle. Sweeps down the sideline. Throws off bodies like clothes after a marathon. Young, back to throw. In trouble. He's going to be sacked. No, gets away. He runs. Gets away again. Goes to the 40. Gets away again. To the 35. Cuts back at the 30. To the 20. The 50. The 10. He died. Touchdown, 49ers. Third down. Alex takes the snap. Alex looking down in post. And it's good. Click, click, boom! What's going on, Faithfuls? It's your boy Mike from the Nothing But Niners crew, and we are back, guys. We are going to be breaking down the shakedown. All right, I'm going to run through some formalities really quick. I'm going to have my guys jump in here soon. Uh, and we're going to have a lot of fun breaking down all the excitement from the legal tampering period of the 2023 NFL season. All right, let's run through these formalities really quick, though, as promised. If this is your first time here on the YouTube page, guys, we hope you enjoy the show. If you do, give us that thumbs up. It helps with the algorithms, helps other like-minded people. Uh, find our channel. So thank you very much for that. Subscribe to the channel. And then after you subscribe, turn on the notifications. Those breaking news videos were coming out like hotcakes. We actually missed one today. We missed doing a breaking news video. So I owe you guys. Don't worry. We'll make it up to you later on. I promise. Follow us on some of our social media platforms. We have Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter. All three of those handles are nothing but nine. That is the number nine. Nothing but nine. E-R-S. We also have Facebook and Twitch. Those handles are nothing but niners that are spelled all the way out. Guys, you got to head on over to the Patreon, man. That's where the secret shows happen. That's when I call somebody up randomly, just hit record. They don't even know they're on there. I'd be holding them hostage, you know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden, they start figuring shit out. Like, Are you recording me and stuff? That's where you're going to go and get all the good stuff. So head on over, guys. Patreon.com slash NB9ERS. You see it right there behind me on the flag, right? NB9ERS. Head on over there to Patreon. Questions, comments, concerns, suggestions for the shows, anything like that, feedback. You guys feel free to shoot me a text, nb9erS at nothingbutniners.com. All right? I'm your guy, 49er. Oh, nope, that's my old handle. I'm your guy, Mike Andrews 83 And then to my right tonight is my guy, Tony. He is NJNinerFan499. Big dog, what's going on? What up? What up, man? All, all I know, all I know huh? is we're, we're going to have a shit ton of comp picks next year. It's, it's looking that way, man. The 49ers are out there doing their thing. Tony, man, this is just a legal tampering period. Nothing is official until, what, 1 o'clock tomorrow when signatures can start being added uh, to contracts. Four. But, four oh, it's 4 o'clock. Oh, I one, thought it was 1, oh, one o'clock. Let's go. Yeah. 4 o'clock. I apologize. Okay. Um, but let me get you. Let me get your real thoughts, man, your honest thoughts, your honest opinions here so far, man. Uh, give a grade to this 49ers. 
free agency period, the tampering period. Uh, give, give us a grade here and why. All right. Well, let's start with this, right? Javon uh, Hargrave, Hargrove, Hargrave, whatever his damn name is, um, he's a hell of a football player, right? And if you watch the playoffs, um, once Ridgeway went down, um, you know, you saw the difference in the run game, uh, the defense defending the run and the pass rush, the, the uh, lack of pass rush from the middle of the defense. So what the 49ers did, and it, they're, I'm telling you, they're a dime a dozen. It's very rare. Um, they went out and identified a guy who not only could play the run and, and, and play, like, you know, be a stout run defender, but he could pin his ears back and be a pass rusher. That's rare that you get that combo with a guy as big as him. He's like, you know, he's a lower, he's a big, thick guy, lower like his legs. Um, he, he's a big dude. He's fast. He's got, he's got some uh, girth that you approve of, Tony. No, seriously. He, he's like, you know what I'm saying? No, I'm, I'm being dead serious. I'm not being stupid. Like, I'm being, he's like a big dude. He reminds me of like DJ Jones. Bless you. Well, all right. So, this is, this is going to be funny. I was literally going to ask you, how does he compare to DJ Jones? Not so much his size, physique, right? But style of play. How does he comp to DJ Jones? Because I, for one, think that DJ Jones' presence was missed last year. So this was obviously the big fish that the Niners wanted to go after. This was the big contract of the free agency period. They went out and got the best available defensive tackle on the market. Um, how does he compare to DJ Jones? And is he more versatile, maybe, than DJ Jones? He's more versatile and he's better than DJ Jones. He he could play to run as good. He could play he could play to run as good as DJ Jones, but he also offers that brute strength and speed and explosion in the pass rush. That that that's rare. Like you don't like I'm talking I'm not saying he's on the he's on the um platform of a Warren Sapp, but he gives you that type of defensive tackle. He's an explosive pass rusher, and he can clog up the lanes. And everyone doesn't like – well, I'm not going to say everyone because there are people that, people that notice because obviously I know about it, and I'm sure – I don't know. You might even know it about too. His career started as an undrafted free agent with the Pittsburgh Steelers. What does Pittsburgh do? All right. They're a 34 they front. Run. They're, they're a 34 front. He played the nose tackle position. They two-gap. So, so he was productive as a two-gapping defensive tackle – and he also showed with Philadelphia he's productive as a one-gap defensive tackle. So now you have versatility. So he could play both ways. Like, he could play both schemes up front. And not only that, it's a good signing. I, you know, we talked about him on the day before with Breezy on his show. But the problem is I didn't think they would splurge that much on the defensive tackle. But obviously they saw where the issue and the weakness was at his defense. They identified it and they addressed it would add in Hargrove to this defensive line. Let me ask you guys both this question. How much would you have trusted the 49ers front office had they not addressed this position and the way that they did it? Honestly, you you guys both said that you talked about it on the show. This is probably one of the biggest needs for the team, one of the biggest holes on this star-studded defense, right? It was the defensive tackle and the rotation that was happening there. I mean, if there was a position they were going to throw the money at this offseason, wouldn't it make sense that this be the one? I mean, to me, yeah. This is this is the position I kept saying that they needed to address. I know some people wanted to go edge, uh, but we have the edge guy. We're paying the edge guy now. Who can we pay to come in here and compliment the edge guy? That's something. That's a different conversation. But 
to me, the issue was the interior. We weren't creating a pass rush from the interior, and we were relying on Nick Bosa to get home on every freaking drop back to where he just ran out of gas toward the end of the season. In the NFC Championship game, he was almost a non-factor. And, you know, we're talking about the leading pass rusher, the defensive player of the year being a non-factor. like, and, and that's due to scheme, the way they were coming at him and things like that. But I'm telling you, they the, the Hargrave signing, this position had to be addressed. I promise you, if Deron Payne wasn't franchise tag, they would have threw the money at him. Remember y'all kept telling me, not you, Remember, people kept saying that they, they won't pay the defense. Today. They're not going to pay Deron Payne. Well, I tell you what, I don't have his contract broken down right here in front of me because I don't give a care. But I do know that they paid Javon Hargrave, who was my number two on my list after Deron Payne got, you know, left. And there were other there were other people. I know, uh, Tony, you had another guy that you thought they might bring in here who can give you that versatility to. I want to say it was the kid from the Saints. I can never say his name. First name's David. Last name starts with the O. Yeah, Omenet. Whatever his name is. We know who Omenada. Yep, him. That was another guy you were talking about bringing him in here for the interior. But look, they went and splurged. And the Niners will go after who they think is going to make an impact. They did it last year. We did not see them going to get a cornerback like Mooney Ward. I know a lot of us wanted us to get J.C. Jackson, who's the best cornerback on the market last year. They went and got the best cornerback for them. And you yeah. saw immediately what Mooney Ward brought to this team. He was a man, lockdown, corner, was going to struggle a little bit in zone, but he was going to learn the zone concepts while he was here, which he did. He's good defending the run, too. Great defending the run. And yeah. that's what all the defenders on the 49ers uh, are, are good at. Even the resigning of Tashawn Gibson. He was number one in defending the run in the secondary. So you got to look at that, look at it like that as well. So this they had to address this position, Mike. And you asked what I had trusted them if they didn't. Then if they didn't address the position, they had a plan to where they were getting the, the most furious monster in, in the draft. They were going to trade up and find a monster in the draft. Got timeout. Tony told me timeout. You got breaking news. Um, they just restructured Fred Warner at getting $9.5 million in additional cap space. There They're going is. after somebody. I told you. They're going after somebody. Sound the alarms, baby. Let's get it. And that's per uh, Field Yates, so it's it's a credited source. Um, they're, they're they're they have something up their sleeve. Uh, do I know what it is? No. Do I mean you know? There's there's a lot of issues right now, right? And we're could gonna it, go over it in this show. Could it possibly be for tackle Orlando Brown? Do they? Do you feel no. like you're saying no because he's a left tackle? But could I, it? Okay, I'm shutting up. I'm shutting up. It's. Listen to me. I'm gonna say this, and don't don't go crazy. It could be a possibility. And I and listen why it's a possibility, right? They bring him in. They flip him to the right. He takes over when Trent Williams leaves to the left. Now you have the ability to take big amount of money and stretch it over longer years. This is I'm just putting this out there. Now let me ask you. If that goes down, I don't think Trent Williams is here after this year. Let's play this out. Let's play it out. Let's say that that's what this is for. 
All right, you're gonna bring this guy in who says, I am an LT, I'm an LT, not an RT, don't put me over there. And somehow you convince him, hey, Trent's got one, two years tops, and then that position is yours. My question to you is, how are you paying him when you sign him? Are you well, paying him with there's, the there's a stipulation with this, right? Obviously, there's going to be wording in the contract. He's going to be a right tackle this year if they go this route. He's going to be a right tackle this year with word and verbiage in the contract saying once Trent Williams leaves, he switches to the left side, and that's when his escalators will kick in to be paid like a left tackle. I'm not saying he's going to be paid $5 million this year. It's probably going to be upwards of probably in the 10 to 15 range um, with bonuses and structure and stuff like that. And I see people in the chat saying he don't play right tackle. He does play right tackle. He plays yes. right tackle well. The thing is he no. wants to be paid like a left tackle and play the left tackle side, the left tackle position, because that's what draws the money. It's a, it's a difference of about six, $6 million a year on average, which is – I didn't think it was that big of a, a disparity. But, God, like that's that's a lot of money a year uh, to, to change it up, you know, for, for one side to the other. And, you know, his gift is his curse, right? He's so good. He's so versatile that when um, he, he was on the Ravens as a right tackle, he got that injury. They had their, in, their injury there. Stanley. They kicked him over to the left side. He played the whole year there, won Pro Bowl honors – on the left side, and then when their original left tackle was healthy, was it Stanley? When their original left tackle was healthy, healthy, they said, all right, bump back to the right. And he was like, no, let me go somewhere and let me keep playing left because he knew his time was ticking and it was going to be time to get that contract. It was going to be yeah. time to get the money. So do you think that they tried to give him a contract? Hey, as long as you're playing right tackles, this is what your average? All right. Hey, hold I mean, on a second, guys. Good. It's, it's going to be wordage and verbiage in, in the deal. It's funny you bring that up, Breezy. Um, you know, it is it is potentially a situation for him. But I'm just going to say something real quick. They have an issue at defensive end. All right. Abu Kam just left. Omenihu's probably going to leave. We have nothing underneath Drake Jackson. I agree. They need somebody to bring in there and try to – Lighten up the load on Drake Jackson. I'm not saying he can't handle it, but you need another alternate there. Um, this team lost a lot of free agents. Just going right off the top of the list, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, uh, nine. Nine people they lost. Okay. That's nine openings on this roster that need to be filled. So now – this could also be a situation where they're going to use that money to bring in some people to fill those slots. Correct. Or and and or they go a little bit big on one position and then they rely on the draft. So now there could be a situation where the draft they're not going to be moving up to go get somebody because they need those picks and undrafted free agency to backfill this roster. But on a positive side of this is if you look at the way they started this, right? They addressed their main need, which was the defensive tackle. Okay. So now that's out. They addressed the safety position by retaining Gibson. So now that's out. They penciled in inside McKibbins to a two year deal. You now have a body at right tackle. So now that's out. So right now, if the season started, you have starters at all levels. You're good. So now they have the flexibility to move, but. With this situation, especially at the defensive end spot, 
I don't see them trusting 100% and going for another rookie high or trying to move up to get another defensive end to come in to work with Drake Jackson. I think this could be a veteran here if it's not Brown to come in to play the tackle position. I muted you, Mike, because it was making noise in the background, so you have to unmute yourself, or I would have to unmute you. Okay, there you, you go. Got me? Yep, got you, you got still muted even when I left? Yeah, it was making noise. It was some background stuff. So, all right. Um, I like. So my, I, my, question, my question was going to be this, right? If they're if they're moving this much money, we saw the size of the contract that they gave to Hargraves, right? And it was only six point four million on the, on the, on the cap. Fred Warner just cleared up almost ten million dollars. What position would they be targeting that's going to warrant that much money? A tackle or for one person, but I'm just saying, like, what else would it be? It's a, are it's they a trading for money? It's a tackle or the edge. It's it's one of those two positions. Those are the two positions that you're going to pay right now. Um, I don't feel like there's any more. I'm trying to look like. Well, like, what about trading for a corner? Like, what if it's a trade for somebody? It better not be Slay. It could be Slay. I don't want Slay. Why not? 17 and a half million, 32 years old in his final year. You're going to have to extend him. He's still an all-pro. He's still a pro bowler. He's still putting up. I mean, hell, we just – I mean, I know – I just get lost the year. Mosey's not coming back. He went to Detroit. It's a lot of money, but, Tony, I mean – I honestly think it's going to, if it's not the tackle, I think it's going to be an edge. And I see what NY to the Bay just said it. They they could potentially trade for Zadarius Smith. So, yeah. Because, I mean, I'm looking at the edge rushers that are available. Would you, what would, I mean, and, but all right, let's, let's talk about some of the guys that are available. Let's look at Bud Dupree. Leonard Floyd, Frank Clark, Robert Quinn. Those are your top four guys. They could come in and make an impact. They can come in. They're speed off the other side. They're all speed guys, too. I'm not sure if the team goes the Clark route because of the history. I mean, I understand um, that, but these are your top four guys. Is, is Yannick Ngakwe a, a free agent? Yeah. or is yeah. Yannick Ngakwe is up here, too. That's, How old is he? 28, 29? Ngakwe is 27. He'd be the youngest out of all of them. Everybody um, that, else, that, that, that's where that's I will go. That's the move. See, right now, there. here it is. Now, I'm glad we're talking about this because there's a lot of factors in this, right? He's bounced around. Why is this guy cannot settle down on one team? I think he was fit. When he was with the Ravens, it, he was fine, right? Then he went to Indy, and he got injured, if I'm not mistaken. No, he just finished with Indy. He went. He was drafted by Jacksonville. Then he went from Jacksonville to Baltimore. From Baltimore, uh, to Mike, the Ravens. You had that. You you said it the other day. Actually, I don't think he ever played in Baltimore. All right. So here's here's what I got on him. I don't have him drafted by Jacksonville, but I know he was. When when was he drafted drafted by Jacksonville? He was drafted in the third round out of Maryland. I don't remember what year. 2020? Six? No, seventeen. Two thousand seventeen. He's been in the league for for a minute. He's been in the league for seven years. All right, so he played for the Raiders too. Mm-hmm. So it was the Raiders and the Colts. They don't have Jacksonville listed at all for Yannick. 
Um, it's Jacksonville, Baltimore, Colts. Uh, Jacksonville, Baltimore, Raiders, Colts. And I think there was another team in there that, somewhere. No, 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 no. I think that's it, Tony. We looked this up the other day. Here it is. I got the history right here. Jacksonville from 2016 to 2019. Then it was two teams in one offseason, Minnesota and then Baltimore. Minnesota, then that was, was the team. I, I forgot Minnesota. Yeah. And then and then he went to the Raiders in 21, and then he finished in Indy 22. Um, and he's played, listen to this, 16, 16, 16, 15, his last year at uh, Jacksonville. And then he played 15 games the following year for the two teams, uh, Minnesota and Baltimore. And then he played all 17 last year. His guy's been healthy. He played 15 last year for the Colts. He's he's healthy, guys. All right, he's so health not issue. So then it's play. It's production. I mean, it could be. It depends on what's how teams are using. Numbers? What's his sack numbers looking like? That's uh, the only eight, reason why we're bringing him in. I'm, I'm going to read them to you from rookie year all the way down. 8, 12, 9 and a half, 8, 8, 5, 3, 10. Nine and a half. And the year that he had five and three was the same year. Uh, that was with Baltimore and Minnesota. So technically, he had eight that year. So, so I mean, you don't he's, think he's contract, gonna, the fact that he's younger, he's not going to demand more money? I think he's smart. I think he's been asking for short deals. If you're going to trade me somewhere, I want it on a one-year deal. Let me prove myself and get more money. He's going to make more money than any any other edge because of how young he is. His production is still up, and he's moving. He's taking short deals everywhere he goes. It might it might just be a player playing the league instead of the other way around for the first time we've seen. You know what I'm saying? His production's there. The production's there. And you look at the teams that he's going to, they have respectable coaching staffs. The Ravens, you know, Jacksonville at one point had a decent coaching staff over there. Remember when that defense, that's when the Niners had to play them on Christmas Eve? Like, that was that same time frame. Right. They had a really good coaching staff over there. Uh, Minnesota's always had a respected coaching staff. You know, like th these aren't these aren't chumps that he's going to. And he's a problem in the locker room. I mean, listen, I, I, I have him on my list as somebody to go get. So it's a, it's a possibility. You know, he's, he's on my list. I'm just thinking of, you know. There's there's a couple of guys that you know twenty. I I say they stay away from Frank Clark, but Bud Dupree's there. Let's pull up his numbers. He's he's three years older. He might command. Leonard Floyd is available. Why not bring a kid to come in here and play against his rival team? Uh, you know, more of an outside linebacker, but can rush off the edge. We're looking for speed. We did try that project with Samson Ebukam from the Rams, but Leonard, Leonard Floyd was clearly the better player. I thought that was a failure of a, pro a project. Uh, I mean, you're not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about Ebucom? Absolutely. It was. It was. It didn't. It like. Remember how? How about this year? Was it this year? Last year? I kept saying he could possibly be a cap casualty. Remember? I kept yeah. saying that's. I, I feel like that he he oh can. He should be. They can let him go. But I'll say won. as a pass rusher in production, yes. But I'll tell you what. He set the edge. I know. I got you. I know. Great, great, in great stop in the run. But he's not. His number one job is to create and generate pressures. Yeah. So 
the top guy is Yannick. You said you what was the other guy's name you said know, first? I don't know if he's the top guy, but that's the guy you want. And it's, it's who you said you said Floyd, right? Leonard Floyd. Bud Dupree would be another person. Oh, Bud Dupree. That's that's the name you said. Let me, all right. He, he so was released by Tennessee. I'm praying that the Vikings. I wish the Vikings would just release Zadarius Smith, but I don't know how much so, it's gonna cost him. Listen to Dupree's sack numbers. I'm gonna go up. So from, from most recent. And then I'm going to go further back and pass. All good, right. Good. Four, mm-hmm. three, mm-hmm. eight, 11 and a half, five and a half, six, four and a half and four. And he 11 games most recently, six games a year before that, 11 games a year before that. And then it was 16, 15, 15. And then his first two years in the league. Uh, was the problem. So you, where was he after Pittsburgh? Uh, after Sorry. Pittsburgh, he went to Tennessee, which was in 2021. So he was he was drafted by Pittsburgh in 2015, and he was there for a while. He was there for where six years. He had 15 sacks. Where? No, never. He had oh, 11 okay. and a half sacks. 11 and uh, a half. With, at, uh, right, right outside linebacker. They moved him to the right Let's side. Look up Leonard Floyd stats. All right, give me a second here. He's another 30 year old. I say st- I'm with you guys though. I say stick with the younger guy with the, with the higher production. See now, Leonard but, Floyd could get in here on a one year deal, an approved deal. Okay. And try to look yeah. for another payday. Okay. Leonard, um, Leonard Floyd is is 30 years old. Yes, I said that. Uh, so he came from the Rams last year. Uh, last year he had nine sacks. The year before that with the Rams again nine and a half. The year before that with the Rams ten and a half. Uh, so he played well in the Rams system in Chicago. The Rams got something out of him because in Chicago it was three sacks, four sacks, four and a half sacks, and then seven. So the Rams got some. The Rams got something out of him. I mean, you said. I mean, look, anything better than five sacks is a plus. Like so, at this point, like that's what we need. We need anything better than five. Because like, I'm, I'm curious to know in 2019 what did D four do here? Can we pull up those stats? Nine. And if a half. they get, if they it was, get, it was nine and a half sacks, and that was limited. Right, he was injured. Right. D Ford was always rotational. Yeah, that's what they're missing, bro. They're missing their D Ford. No, no. What they're missing is Yannick and Gakwe. And then when he's tired, you rotate the young guy that you invested. Your Drake Jackson. Nah, I think Drake starts. I I think Drake. Well, I mean, if they're gonna spend the money on this kid. I think Drake's gonna have a monster year, and I think it comes down to how much they believe in Drake. I know you say he could, he could be a rotational piece, but you want your second round pick on the, on the field now. It's it's, it's time. It's his second year. You got to give him time. This is why I don't think they spend the money on the edge necessarily. I think they, I, and I want, I would love to have Unique Ngakwe. Don't get it twisted. I think. Can I go look at these tackles real quick? I just want to see who's still available. At the right tackle, and I'll focus on right. I just want to see I if think, any of these guys make any sense. Nope. I think my dog is about to start yelling at me. He's looking me right in my face. That's funny. He's just sitting down staring at me. That's funny. I mean, all these guys are old. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. Look, man, I say I say we 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 work with what we got in in-house at the right tackle position. You guys just saw the uh news. What's the name? He's not coming back. Brunskill is gone. Did you guys see that? Yeah, Brunskill's yeah. gone. Yep. So he he's not coming back. Um, but Tony, I don't know if you ever gave me a grade for the the tampering period so far for the 49ers. Oh, I mean, 
it's not complete, right? I mean, we still got another tomorrow. No, no, I, the, tampering, I, the tampering period is over now, Tony. Tomorrow is actually free agency day, right? So four o'clock tomorrow, it, it's official. So it's still right. tampering right now. But I mean, you make a move like that and fill a, a hole. I mean, B plus, A minus. I'm not gonna say A plus. I mean, it's definitely a B plus, A minus to get that type of player that fits that way. Um, Gotta tell mommy in our system. But you know, now the question is, does he He's sitting here staring me right? Will he make things other uh, make things easier for others for Armstead? I I don't know what they're gonna do. Do they go and bring in another defensive tackle and put? Armstead outside as the base 4-3 defensive end. I don't know, but they they need to do something because right now there's two pass rushers on this roster. Nick is one and um Drake, Drake, Drake is the other. That's it. Yeah. I, like like I said, look, there's still the draft. The 49ers have 11 picks and we are looking at them drafting at 99. Let's let's call a spade a spade. This is probably where they're going to probably move up and get a different guy. And I don't know if they're going to look for an offensive tackle or a, an edge rusher. And you could find some pretty much really good ones if you try to move up into somewhere in that second round. You're going to there's going to be some really good talent. Now, I know we drafted a second round guy last year. And and he had to kind of like chillax, but he did get some burn and he was productive. I think Drake Jackson was pretty damn productive on this defense. I was almost like, why are he, why is he inactive? Why is he inactive? I think we asked that question 150 times. Like, this kid can do some things. But listen, it is what it is. So um, Tony is probably right. I mean, if you're freeing up, if Fred Warner, and this all started with the restructure, the breaking news of the restructure of the Fred Warner contract for those that are just tuning in. So if you're trying to figure out like where are we going with this, it's because of the restructure and it's a lot of money. It's like nine and a half million dollars. Okay. And so it's just, we're trying to figure out, I mean, why would you try, why are we trying to free up so much more money? Right. Because now I think where are we at, we uh, over the cap. I don't know if it's adjusted yet. They adjust way quicker than spot rack. We might be at like over 15 now. I think maybe I think we're going to be close to 17 when it's all said and done. And that's a pretty nice penny like to have. And so the question is, you know, the 49ers are probably going to try to splash on one more person. I wouldn't be surprised if they sign that cornerback. Nobody's talking about the kid from Jacksonville. Everybody says we needed cornerback. The 49ers clearly look like they were interested in what's his name? Trey. Let me look up his, uh, look up his name and see if you can get his stats. Once I get his name. One second. Trey Henderson, Trey, what is his damn name? While, while, while Wayne is looking that up, guys, I want to keep, I want you guys to keep in mind uh, the super chats. Trey, we see them. We get to the that. super chat at the end of the show. So uh, you guys can keep the super chats coming. We are not ignoring them. We will get to the super chats. All right. Promise you guys. I mean, there's a possibility that they bring in some guys, man. There's some young kids. They could be looking to get a veteran. How, look, Marcus Peters is a, is a 30 year old. You, you you know what position is going to take up a lot of cap space if they go and get a veteran kicker because most of their money is usually like pure cap hit. I it's think they bring back Robbie Gold, bro. Huh? I think Robbie Gold comes back. And he's going to get that four million guaranteed type of. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and so if they do that, boom, half of that what we just freed up is going right there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh, we need it. 
know what happens there. How would you guys feel about bringing in Marcus Peters? No. He's just nah. such a bad boy. He's, he's Look, I tell you, you can bring in a Marcus Peters if you go out and get another edge guy, right? Because oh, he's great. I, I know that. Listen to me. You, you can bring him in if you oh, get another player. what you're saying. I got you. Right, because he likes to take gambles. So if our pressure's getting there quick, he'll end up having 11 interceptions this season. But he's also going to give up six touchdowns. There's you know no what I'm saying? Somebody said Marcus Peters is not Josh Norman 2.0, guys. No, stop. <laughs> How did that do that? How did that go up like that? That's not supposed to happen. Hold on. Click, an, click another comment. I got to get that off. Nope, not that. Where? What the heck? And I don't think he's that, but there's some, there's some, there's some younger guys. They don't have to spend much money on. Oh man. It's good. It's interesting. Interesting. I'll take Marcus Peters over. Uh, Marcus Peters stays healthy. I tell you that. Greedy Williams is available. That was a young kid coming out. That was supposed to be a stud. You know what I'm saying? That could be a, you know, <laughs> I think, I think, we're done with the first wave of free agency right now. I think I agree with you 100%. And Byron Murphy over. from Arizona is another kid I would like to bring in here. Hey! Um, <laughs> Are you serious? I would love to bring in Byron Murphy. There you go. I didn't like it bumping us up because now the grids were all off. You know what I'm saying? What, what so did I you do to change it from bumping you up? Uh, it's in the settings. It's not in the, you know how like you have the brand and all that stuff. It's yeah. not in there. It's actually in the settings. You got to oh, go to the settings. That is, I hate when it does that too. Yeah. It's that uh, settings. And then you go to general. Mm -hmm. And it says uh, shift videos up for comments and banners. We don't want that. So turn that off. All right. So uh, other moves that the Niners have made so far, Wayne, your thoughts on them, man. So we 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 discussed um, the big one, obviously. In um, what do you what do you guys feel about the center returning? Uh, look, I look. Then they needed a center, and they went and brought back their center. It was something that I said that I thought that they should have did from the jump, but they were going to let them test free agency. That was one of the things the 49ers said that they were going to do. They were going to let it was his first time being a free agent, right? And they they were going to let him go out there and test the market, and apparently. He had a better deal on the table from the New York football jets. And he chose to sign a four-year deal with the San Francisco 49ers. Now this doesn't mean I don't think that the 49ers weren't looking at other centers, you know, Tony Garrett Bradbury was probably their, their number one option. Uh, while, you know, which is fine. Cause if you're, if you're my center and you're free, you're going to go look, I got to find another center. So I'm going to go look, see what I can get Garrett Bradbury signs and, they hit him up with the deal that they had on the table. He chose the deal, even if it was for less money, might have been less guaranteed. Who knows uh, the, the Jets contract situation. But I tell you, the fact that he chose to be back with the 49ers, the team that made him a Pro Bowl alternate, speaks volumes, man. And so I'm, I'm happy with Jake Brendel being back. Listen, he only struggled in run blocking. <laughs> that was that was the issue. And I wonder what year two would be like under Chris Forrester's system for, for Jake Brendo. Now he'll know the system. He's got to get used to a new quarterback. I'm just playing. He's got to get used to another quarterback. <laughs> but I, at the end of the day. You ain't shit, bro. I, I heard what you said. 
I, they heard what I said too. Because we got to talk about that. Listen, I, I like the Jake Brindle signing, man. I, I think it was spot on. And so the, now the 49ers have one question mark, in my opinion, one question mark on the offensive line. And I know people keep saying we need to upgrade. Could we have upgraded at the center position? You can't in this draft. So could we have upgraded over Jake Brindle? Possibly. But the options were gone. And so they went with the guy that fit and worked. And they got him. Four-year deal. What is it? $8 million guaranteed? $20 million deal? It's perfect deal for him. All right. I, I personally like it. Uh, Wayne, I'm going to tell you why. You are the reason I like this signing. I'm tell going into this offseason, um, last offseason, I apologize. Um, I was very, very unsure about him. And you just kept saying, Mike, this has been Trey's center yeah. his whole time here. He's whole been the team. Him and Trey have chemistry. And you got me excited about it. And then he came out and played. And I was like, all right, now he's got to get used to Jimmy. No problem. I think there was one, maybe two bad snaps. I thought it was one and it was a fumble, but it was on him. I thought right. it was on Jimmy, but it was on him. Mm -hmm. Right. So there was the one. All right. I will, we'll call it a one. Uh, and then he went in with Purdy. I don't remember there being any bad snaps of Purdy. So I thought, all right, he did okay. And you know what? You know what's scary is that he was a name that none of us were excited about. So we were all kind of hesitant. Like, ah, we could right. probably still upgrade. We could probably still do better. But I mean, look at what the team did with him there. I, 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 just, I mean, he was, yeah, so I, I don't know, man. Um, what about the Sam Darnold signing, guys? The 49ers went in. I know we did the breaking news and all that stuff, but let's talk about it a little bit more in depth before Wayne has to get out of here. I see you looking at the time. I see you ain't got to do that. I see you. I see you. Come on. Let's talk no, no, about no, no, it real no. quick. I was getting a message on my watch. <laughs> oh, okay. I, thought was I think Robbie Gold is about to be re-signed, guys. Think so? Feeling. Get ready. We'll see. We'll see. But Sam Darnold is now here. One-year deal, $4.5 million, up to – what did it say? Seven and a half or something like that, depending on playing time, incentives, and playoffs. I thought it was up uh, to 11 and a half. It was 11. 11, and a half. 11. Yeah, yeah, up to 11 and a half. I apologize. You know where I got the seven from? Mm -mm. Four to 11 is seven. So that's the numbers dance in my head. So that, that's where I got the I apologize about that. Um, but yeah, so what do you guys think about the Sam Darnold signing now? Go yeah, I went first before you. Uh, listen, we we all knew they were going to be in the market for a quarterback. Um, I'm good with it. I have no problem with it, and I think this could benefit the 49ers actually. Um, Three point five million, even if it's four and a half million, I don't have a problem with that whatsoever. Um, it's an upgrade. I think they do potentially have the best quarterback room now in the NFL from top to bottom. I do think they're going to add people. Um, via the draft, an undrafted free agent or something like that, two more arms for camp because obviously Purdy's not going to be throwing in camp. Um, so the reason why I'm saying it could be beneficial for the 49ers is this. Um, you could have a situation where he's sitting there on the, as the third quarterback and someone gets hurt in the season. They're desperate for a quarterback. You, they could flip him. And that's part of the, what in their, in their head what they thought about. He's young. He's on a minimal contract. If the team likes him, they're not caught in a huge back-end, back-loaded deal. They could extend right. him if they like what they see. They send a fourth-round pick for him. It costs you $3.5 million to get a fourth-round pick. I don't have a problem with it, and it doesn't stay on your cap because you're trading him. 
So it could be an investment for the 49ers, um, or it could be a legit second quarterback if there's an issue with Trey or Purdy. If there's an issue with Trey's ankle, if there's an issue with Purdy's elbow, you have a legit number two quarterback. But on paper, like right now, he's going to go into the season as well the two because Purdy obviously is not going to be there. And then that gives Kyle time to get the undrafted free agent, stash him on the practice squad, get him up to the up to par, and then they can trade him if needed. And then the, the undrafted free agent takes the third quarterback spot. But from the standpoint of um, Sam Darnold, where else can you go? Where else would you go? You're with an excellent play caller, stacked weapons around you. It's a great offense. If you can get this offense down, you're more than likely going to have a success finding a job soon somewhere after this year. Um, and also, you have a great quarterback coach to work with you. So I think it's a win-win situation for both sides, the team and the player. And I don't have one issue with him signing that deal and the money that they gave him. I think it's well, here's, here's one thing that we do know. Quarterbacks shuffle around a lot every season, right? And you see backups get some – decent deals to go play on other teams as a potential starter and all. Uh, I like, I'm holding up my pinky here. I in sign language for your investment comment, right? What Tony's talking about, we've seen it happen very recently, right? Mitch Trubisky was boo-boo. Nobody wanted to touch him. You know what he did? He played the backseat, wasn't the starter. And all of a sudden he goes and gets a, a decent deal with Pittsburgh. And that warranted his previous team a, a compensatory pick. No so, way. No way what? Oh, look at Brunel Jacobs just said. Oh, many hue to the Chiefs. Wow. I told you he was gone. It's all I good. I mean, look. I, they lost Frank I, Clark. They got a Charles Omenihue. I I wasn't overly impressed with Omenihue and Ebukam. I mean, they were serviceable, but I mean, nobody was like, we got to keep him. We got to keep him. We got to keep him. I just didn't think that was two you know, years. I didn't, I didn't think that was a two thing. years, 20 million. So now that's another body. We're going to have so many damn picks next year. I don't know what to do. Well, I don't know if this is going to warrant it. It depends on what they, what else they do throughout free agency. So you got, we did, we talked about Hargraves. We talked about Sam Darnold. Wayne was kind of mums on that. Was there anything you want to say about Sam Darnold before we keep going? I mean, I'm okay with the pick. I, I'm not going to sit here and flash and say I like him. Like, he ain't this shit in the NFL. So, will he get his opportunity to come in here and do it? I mean, that's up to Trey Lance. And so, if Trey Lance isn't biting the bullet, what to say, doing what he needs to do to remain quarterback one, it could be, it could look something different come week one of the NFL. Especially if Brock Purdy's not in camp, ready to go, things like that. So uh, I, I can tell you what Sam Darnold is going to do. He's going to come in here as number two on the paper, but number one in his head. And and I guarantee you he's going to create some type of competition battle to where he's going to come out here and try to light shit on fire. Now, again, it comes back down to what is Trey Lance going to do. So, I, you know, it, for me, I don't necessarily like the pick. I mean, like the draft, I mean, like the signing, because not because of the competition, but I really wanted Trey Lance to just get that opportunity to where he can go out here and show that he's the number one cornerback. Now he's got to do it 
fighting a former number one quarterback. So it's I gonna, want that. Yeah, you I want, want that. I, I you you want it, but it's I mean, I guess I don't want, I don't want Lance to be the default guy because there's a bunch of bums behind him. I want people who's not the default guy because there's a bunch of bums behind him. If anything, I me personally, I thought the 49ers were gonna sign a veteran quarterback, like veteran guy. Unfortunately, Matt Ryan is probably staying with the Colts. Andy Dawn has gone somewhere to uh, they're about to release it. Uh they were gonna release him. I don't know what's going on with Matt Ryan. Andy Dawn is the quarterback for the Panthers. Those to me were the those veterans, veterans. I thought you bring in one of those guys just in case if something goes down between Brock or whatever, you got this veteran kid to come in here. I know you like the competition. I like competition. Don't get it twisted. But like I said, if Trey Lance can't beat him out, what does this do for the 49ers? And so now it's like he becomes quarter quarterback three. And then it's just it's just more controversy. Like that I just don't want to see with the 49ers when we're trying to focus on winning the championship. And I think it can cause something like that. You don't think it can? I think it can. You can say no. I can say yes. It's the whole point about freedom. So I think it but will. How how bad would Lance or Purdy have to be for people to start pounding the table for Sam Darnold? But see, think, think, but you just wait, told wait, wait, me wait, that wait, you just said wait, that wait, Sam Darnold, wait. like you know, he was drafted to the Jets. They were trash. He gets traded to the Panthers. They were trash. Now he's going to get the opportunity to play with an all-star team. Right. But so what if that makes him better? Is what I'm saying. My question was, what? What? How bad does Lance have to be for people to start clamoring and pounding the table for him? Because you said it right away. He hasn't done shit in the NFL. No yeah. one's going to be pounding the table for this guy. I, uh, not not us. But the 49ers didn't bring him in here just because he was 25 years old. <laughs> the 49ers didn't bring him in here just because he was a cheap contract to sign. They're clearly willing to pay this kid. Look at his incentives. He has to perform to get him. If I'm Sam Darnold, I'm going to go out there and beat out everybody so I could get my money. Like, you know what I'm saying? So like, I, I agree with what you're saying to a point. Okay. You, in, in order to get a young, talented, a young kid in here to be a, a two, then eventually a three, you have to put that uh, language in a contract to get him to say, well, shit, I can make up to $11 million being a backup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a mind game. Obviously, the Niners don't want that to happen. But, you know, I'm just going to say this. Who would you rather have? Sam Darnold coming in in the NFC Championship game or Josh Johnson? I mean, I, Sam Darnold. That's not even a question. But, I mean, there's <laughs> and, and other quarterbacks that I also would want to come in the game over but, Josh Johnson. But that's why that's why this move was made, right? You got to think of it like this. You Do I you mean, want the Matt Ryan in there? Who's going to, you know, you don't know how he's going to act. Do you want the Dalton in there? Who's going to be like, you know, I'm quarterback. I'm the second string. I'm more experienced than all you guys. This, I, I, I swear to God, I think it's the perfect situation. You have a young kid who's looking for a future. I'm not saying with the 49ers, I'm, okay. but he's trying to use the 49ers to bridge his future. Catapult his future. And you I like I'm saying? I like that. So Mike. That's why I kind of think like, you know what? This is the right situation. It's not costing the Niners much right now, and hopefully it doesn't have to. I agree. If it's the I, I agree is great for the 49ers. This and then just perfect. think about it, right? If there's one injury, you're gonna get a phone call. Listen, what do you want for Sam Darnold? We're desperate. 
I listen, like I said, it's perfect for the 49ers. I and said, I'll give you I'll give you the perfect example. What happens if Jordan Love struggles in Green Bay? And this kid's had a whole uh, training camp in this system. You yeah, know, but, LaFleur would call Shanahan and say, listen. I, I'm curious. What, the, what, what did uh, – It'll happen in division, bro. Huh? Sam Darnold can go right to the Rams. It, it'll happen in division too. No, I know. I'm, ju- I'm just saying, like, that's a huge question mark. You, you want to talk about a question mark? Green Bay, if Aaron Rodgers leaves. Hey, what, what did, what did um, Mitch Trubisky do in Buffalo? He was just a backup. He didn't yeah, win he was anything. Just a backup. That was my point. And then Pittsburgh no, I went. And- I know that was your point. That was probably the best point. Like that right there is probably why. You know that that would be the only outcome for me for Sam Darnold wanting to sign here. He's going to take whatever opportunity presents himself. He's going to go to the best situation that's set up for him to be successful financially and get an opportunity to be a starting quarterback elsewhere. So I think that. That is Sam Darnold's mindset. But if he gets the opportunity, let's say Sam Darnold comes in here and just blows everybody away. What if he's better than Trey? What if he's better than Brock? You trying to trade him? Trade who? Then it's a win for the team and we keep all of them. That's okay. The other two guys were on rookie deals. Yeah, I agree. Like I, I, like I said, I, it's, I, the I, it's the perfect cheapest situation. The 49ers got the best quarterback situation in football. It's cheap. It's, it, and, and they could still build. Like, you know and, what I'm saying? Yeah. So one year deal continue to bring in players that they're bringing. Yeah. So it's perfect for them. Like, it's a one year Tony, deal with Sam. And, and then you got rookie contracts. Tony mentioned love if Rodgers leaves. If Rodgers doesn't leave, could Sam Donald in the back? With the Jets, right? Like, I mean, it's. I'm just saying that there's, there's options, there's possibilities. It's like, so we'll, we'll never know exactly how it's going to play out until we see it. But man, I'm excited about it. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm, I'm really excited about it, man. I think this is a. I think I think we're in we're in a good spot. Honestly, I really do. I really do. Now, free agency isn't just about, um, you know, it's it's not just about going out there and getting guys off the streets. It's also about bringing back some of your own talent. And the Niners have done that in Groves. Uh, some wave extensions leading up to the deadline and things like that. Um, of the people who have returned so far, we talked about Jake Brindell, uh briefly. Uh, what other players that the Niners brought back? You got the Juwan Jennings uh, that ended up returning, right? You have... Uh, you have... Um, Oh my God, my mind. Yeah, Marcelino, McCrary, Ball, T- Tabor, Pepper, Jawan Jennings, Colt McKivitz, Tashawn Gibson, uh, Drake Brendel, Kevin Givens. That's it. I mean, not you. That's it. That's to me. That's a lot. No, I'm just saying. Out of all the players that we have, they've lost. They they've lost back. more than what they've brought back. They lost a lot more than what. Colt McKivitz also. Huh? McKivitz, yep. McKivitz. Like I, I, I like the moves that they're making. You bring back the guys. Oh yeah, I love the moves. You need that can be depth guys, rotational guys. Know the system already that they're going to be playing in, and then you go out and make a couple of splashes, and that's all before the draft. I, I think the 49ers are having a hell of an uh, uh, a free agency or tampering period or whatever you want to call it. 
Uh, I know Tony gave it like a B plus to an A minus. Man, I, I would say it's a solid A. And I know we still got to fill the nickelback slot, the kicker slot, uh, probably uh, an edge slot. There's some, there's still some pieces we got to fill. But I'm you sorry, the 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 Hargrave. <coughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. I thought you had breaking news. The Harg the Hargrave thing is the best piece that we've probably had in in a million years. I love Mooney Ward, but you're getting a. All pro, pro bowl, defensive tackle that can create and generate pressure up front and can probably get you pressures from around the side. Like, this is what the 49ers needed. They're about pressure. Chris Kosirik is probably jumping in his gym shorts right now. And now you fill out the, you fill in the, the depth. I, I think that's what it comes down to. I wouldn't be surprised. If Kerry Hodder comes back on a one-year deal again, and it's just it's just the way it is. I, and maybe they, they bring him back to being a motherfucking edge rusher. How about that? Mike, you said you were pissed off that the 49ers do this to players, and they they, they get him on one part. They, they, you're an edge rusher. He gets you, what, nine and a half sacks one year. He goes to Seattle. He becomes a bum. And then he comes back. Now you got him playing inside and outside, which is wear and tear. On what he does, maybe they bring him back mainly as an edge rusher. What's going on, Fernando? I don't know. What about hey, what's up with Jordan Willis? That's another player that they might bring back. These are players that you may see come back on cheap deals. Sim what just said Kerry Hyder signed with the. Oh, I didn't see Titans. that Tennessee. I oh, I didn't see, see that. that. I didn't see that. My bad. I didn't see him go to Tennessee. My bad. That's what I'm saying. Hey. Oh. Someone put a comment in there, and I was going to talk about it. Uh, I, I put it in the group chat also earlier, and I'm going to move myself down so we're not blocking Tony, right? Uh, <clears throat> Ridgeway, Aminahue, Ebukam, Ward, McGlinchey, Aziz, right? Emmanuel yes. Mosley. When you're thinking about these guys, there's one thing that stands out to me about the majority of them. It was availability. A lot of these guys throughout their tenure here with the 49ers have missed Significant time. Now, Jimmy Ward, not so much as of late, but we know we, we remember how he started here, right? But you look at Mike McGlinchey, you look at Aziz and how many games that he's missed, right? You you know what I'm saying? Like when you look at that list of players, Maurice Hurst, right? We keep signing this guy, hoping that he does something for us, and he, he hasn't done much. The team is happily moving on from these guys uh, that have been injured often, frequently, with some consistency. Aren't we happy? Why are we not celebrating? I mean, well, that's, we, what, that's what I'm saying. Like, we could put the names of the people that we lost, but we've been playing with those guys for a half a season at a time anyway. Right. I think it's I mean, that. And I also think it has the fact that being that they're veterans, they're going to command more of a salary. I'm not saying five, six, eight million dollars a year. It's still over one million dollars where you could draft somebody, fill that slot at 670, 750. So it's also, you got to remember, we are very top heavy now with salaries. We have a lot of big name players that are getting paid big bucks because of the situation that we have at our quarterback spot. And now they have to backfill with lower tier players. And the majority of those players, if you pull up that, could you pull that list up again? Which one? The one that you just had across the bottom. Oh, the players that left. Yeah. Here, here you go. Oh, wait, whoop, that's the wrong no. one. I'm sorry. Oh, here it is right here. Danny Garcia. Got you, bro. Okay. One-year deal, uh, trade for a six-round pick, still on a rookie deal, two-year deal, 
Uh, Jimmy Ward was a first-round draft pick, first-round draft pick, undrafted free agent, and undrafted free agent. They're guys that cost minimal, except for the two first-rounders at Ebucom, and had high dividends and, and, and paid – turned out to be better than what they invested in them, minus the two first-rounders. Well, I'll say the two first-rounders included, too. And they went – they moved on. They received their paydays from their respective teams. And guess what? The Niners are still going to be compensated for it when – one of them, uh, Ridgeway, they just gave a one-year deal to Omenihu. They got, they gave a six-round pick, and they're probably going to get a six-round pick, pick back for a compensation pick. Ebukam, they might get a compensation pick for. Ward, McGlinchey, Aziz, an undrafted free agent, they're going to get a compensation pick for it. They didn't, they didn't do nothing. They didn't. Iman, like these guys are going to pay dividends on the 49ers. And the best situation is. The Kerry Hyder situation. He signed with the Niners. He had the nine and a half sacks. He goes to Seattle on a two-year deal. They cut him after year one. The 49ers get the compensation pick for him, and they get the body back. Yeah. Yeah. Come so on, you man. You want to talk about paying dividends on investment? Like, it, it's crazy. Like, they have this uncanny ability just to know how to work the system, whether it's with coaches, whether it's with, with undrafted free agents that turn into equity and they get dividends off of the return. It's freaking crazy. It's always about the return. I need I need people to start seeing this more like business and not just regular, you know, not just football. Because it's it's business first. It's football second. I'm I'm sorry. And I'm gonna say this, I'm telling you right now, they're gonna make more moves and they're gonna get this roster to the point where they can go into that draft and just pick pick best players. Best player available. That's I'm exactly what they're gonna do, Tony. And if they don't do that. After the draft, they'll sign another one or two guys, lower tier guys, nothing crazy. I think yeah. tier one is done for the 49ers. Now they're going to work on tier two, tier three, Dave, three guys. I think, I think there's one more. I think it's I think one more, too, Tony. I think it's one more splash or splish. I'm going to say one more starter because you could have this is splish. In my opinion, let's say you get a kicker, right? You might not qualify that as tier one, but that kicker is going to lead the team in points this year. So that I I count that as a, a big one. I count that as a big one. Anybody that's going to come in and get more than five million dollars on salary cap year one, I think that's a big sign. And so I, I think that there might be one more out there somewhere between a kicker or an edge guy, maybe even a corner. I think there's one more out there. I do. I think there's one more in free agency. I think it's kind of. I think it's going to be an edge guy. I really do. I, I hope so. I because really hope I don't. Do. You got to remember how this team invests and how they think of this defensive line from yeah, day one. Know, they, from day one line. since they've been here, they invest every year in that defensive line. It might not be big, but it's a pick and a mid-tier free agent or multiple lower-tier free agents. Every year they invest. They got wiped out at the edge, and you saw what happened. I understand, like you know, he came from USC. wasn't the greatest program at USC when he was drafted. They kept flip-flopping his weight, flip-flopping his position and how they wanted to use him. I understand that. But for him to disappear after, what, week nine, ten, he started becoming inactive, Drake Jackson? It, yeah, yep. That's an issue. And, you know, Kyle said it takes a while for these college kids who usually play 11, 12 games Correct. to get used to 16 
now 17 plus the playoffs, right? We played 20 plus games this year, right? So yeah. it takes some time for these guys to get up to speed and get that get that longevity and everything like that, right? They have, they have to get used to it, you know? And I'm, I'm, I'm starting to really think that it might be even an edge, Tony, because look at the guys that the Niners let go. We just talked about them earlier. Omenihue. There's no more edge. They have one and, guy, Alex right. Barrett, who I don't understand – how they keep bringing this guy back because he does absolutely nothing. Listen, it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those guys. It's either gonna be Leonard Floyd, the older veteran, or it's gonna be Yannick Ngakwe. Those are the two players that it's gonna be with that bro. Move. If we get Yannick, bro, I'm I might streak down the street or something. I don't know. Nah, I can't. I got the cops on me already for fireworks, so I can't can't really go out there and do that. I'm but, telling you, it's gonna be one of those two players. Expect that to happen. Uh, I know some people say let's bring back Arden Key. I think I'll take you, Nick Yannick Ngakwe over Arden Key. I like let's, Arden. Uh, was there anything else you guys wanted to get to before we wrap the show up with the uh, super chat segment? I don't want to cut anybody short. I know we were excited to get on and talk. Some 49ers have been making some really, really good moves and all that. Uh, Symmetry just asked a really good question. What happened to Kamoko Ture? I have no idea. Uh, he had no idea. I wanted this guy to get burned. I think he was active for all of three games, but didn't get any playing time. I think I saw him on the field once all year. Like he could, he could, uh, he wasn't out playing any of the edge rushers that we had. And that's where they needed him. He, he couldn't, he couldn't beat him out week to week. I mean, you saw Drake Jackson get his reps. You saw, I mean, they drafted Drake Jackson right after they gave him, he was the last free agent signed. That's why Tony said, pay attention because right before the draft, they're going to fill in. With, with some lower-tier free agents, and then they'll probably draft that free agent's replacement. Like, it's crazy how how the 49ers are. So pay attention. It, it stuff goes down. Do you guys think the 49ers trade away any players? It's possible. Before, before week one. I, no, I, you know what? No, no, no. Not, one, not before. Let's say before the draft. There's one player that could be tr- that I think may may get traded, and I I know he's a fan favorite, but it's because of the return. I think you get a first round pick for like Brandon Ayuk, and and it's unfortunate that you would trade him. But if you can if you can net, let's say a Byron top Murphy to the, By, Byron Murphy to the Vikings. <sighs> Damn. Damn. That's the corner you were just talking about. That's the corner I wanted. All right. The Vikings, yep. Well, I think that says something because I think wasn't Wilkes there when they drafted him? Could be. I, I don't want to lie. I'm Wilkes not sure. was in Arizona when they drafted him. We haven't gotten Wilkes one guy. <laughs> what do you mean? Wait, what do you mean? Dear. Oh, no, no, no. Disregard. Byron Murphy's not. Is that the guy from Arizona? Yeah, yeah, Arizona he's guy. Going to the Vikings, he's work, finalizing the deal with the Vikings, according to Ian Rappaport. Because isn't there like another Byron Murphy? Sean, Sean Bunting Murphy. Oh, that's it. Oh, that's Sean that's Bunting Murphy. Oh well. Um, look. What if they? What if? The, what if the 49ers are looking to sign OBJ? They trade VA. They get a first round pick, and they, they get. Uh, a stud position tackle. Edge so you would trade position. you would trade away IU as long as you could sign OBJ. Is that and what you're saying? And you're getting a first round pick. Do we we 
do we have all of our picks next year? Next yeah. year, this yeah. is the last year of the first rounders that we don't have anymore. Correct. And we got a first round next year. I, we, I would. I would. Everything except for our first round pick next year. Well, I, I, yeah. Um, I I would hate to see it happen, but I would understand it happening. I I really like IU. I I think IU is like. I like IU too. I think IU is perfect here with the Niners. I think he's hella productive. He's a dog. What if they're not going to want to pay him his money? And I tell you what, if they don't. Tag him by May seventh. Do you think that ha- that trade is more likely to happen? See, people don't think like I think, and then they think I'm I'm freaking crazy. And I'm I'm telling you, like we got to pay attention. If he gets the fifth year option, he's not going. Anywhere. If he doesn't get the fifth year option, doesn't that make you go hmm? Well, they had to exercise the fifth year option already, right? No, May seventh. Oh. Oh. Hmm. Well, I mean, if they don't exercise it, then absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm just thinking DeForest Buckner all over again, and this time I don't think they have to wide receiver <laughs> to try to replace him. Uh, he he made IU possible, like without the he Buckner did. move, we don't get a brand new. He did. They so. were able to trade up. I agree. Yo, you it's know what's a, crazy? Buck, the, the deal that Hargrove got is the same deal Buckner got. I, t- I but I, I, I remember I said that I think Hargrove Hargrave is an upgrade over Buckner. No, because Buckner, Buckner was getting more than fourteen million a year. Buckner was the second highest paid defensive tackle when he got his deal. Per the contract, per the contract, it was the exact same number a year. It's the exact same contract. And now, let me ask you this. You don't find that odd that it's four years later and Hargrove's getting paid the same money? I find I don't find it odd. I find that the 49ers fucked up. <laughs> and they realize it. Yeah. Listen, there's nothing wrong with making a mistake as long as you as learn. As long as you it. fix it, right? Like, right. That's acknowledge, it. Acknowledge you messed up. Yeah. Now, Wait a second. Four years ago. All right. Four years ago. I'm we signed the guy who was probably a better pass rusher, a better def- a better pass rusher than Buckner for the same value that Buckner got four years ago. You see what I'm trying to say to you? Which, in essence, makes him cheaper because of inflation and the cost of the salary cap going up in four or years. Or did Indianapolis overpay Buckner? I- I don't think they overpaid Buckner because that was the rate. Yeah, there is echo in there. I'm I'm checking now. Let me see if it's on my end over here. That was the rate of 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 the defensive tackle position. That's why they decided to treat him, go draft another one, so you don't have to pay the defensive tackle money, and then you pay Eric Armstead. All right. Uh, you guys say something now. Let me know if you can hear an echo. I didn't. I didn't know that you guys were getting one. Uh, I got my microphone far from the computer. Now, see, now we're not. I, I don't get the echo. Somebody said that I would. Roll with, it's a little echo. I would roll with Jennings and think that is the only wide receiver we need. Dude, we have. Never mind. I'm not even gonna address that question. 
Why is there an echo? Whoop, whoop. Uh, I'm going to check you guys' mic settings real quick just to make sure the echo is off. Echo, echo cancellation. cancellation. On and off. There we go. Uh, I do it for Tony. Echo cancellation. Like when you off. talk, there's no echo. When we talk, all right. And then you know what I'm going to do, Wayne? I'm going to put yours on uh, automatic adjustment for the stream. Let's see what that does. All right. Now, y'all give me something now. What? Give me a mic check, mic check, one, two, one, two. We good? Mic There's check, mic check, one, two, one, two. Tony has an echo. I have an echo. See, I Babe, y'all, are y'all both wearing headphones? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know so you're wearing maybe, headphones. So maybe you should start wearing headphones. Right? I'll take my headphones no, off. No, I'm I'm wondering if you guys are getting an echo because of the headphones, what I'm saying. No, oh, they said wear the headphones. Get the echo, Mike. What about now? The reason why we're getting the echo is because there's some type of feedback going from your mic to your computer speakers. And so it's when we talk, it's picking up off of your microphone. And it's causing the echo. You understand how that works? So if you wear headphones, it's going to pick up because our sound is going to your ears. Yeah, I can't. I'm not wearing headphones, bro. Okay. I can't do it. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I can't. My my ears get hot and sweaty and stuff. I can't. I'm not doing it. Earbuds like us. I know. I'm not. I I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We'll try to. We'll try to drown it out. But um, any any other takes before we get to the super chat segment? I'm sorry, guys. They said Tony stopped when he unplugged his headphones. They said Tony stopped. So that's good. Okay. All right. Um, anything else going once, going twice? We're gonna super chat this bad boy and get up out of here. This is a fun show. I felt like this show flew by. This was a fast show. We're gonna get to these super chats though. We told you guys to keep them coming. I see some more in here. We're gonna get to the super chat segment. And what we'll do is I think we got what five or six of them so far. So far, all right. Let me make sure I didn't miss any. Let me scroll all the way back up to the top just to make sure there's one there. We got that one. There's one there. We got that one. Got that one. All right. I think we're good to go. Got that one. Got that one. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right. So what we'll do is if it warrants all of us talking, we will all give our opinion on it. If it doesn't, we'll do a one at a time. Uh, this very first one that we saw here, uh, Mr. Smith, Jay Smith in the building, Jeremiah. Okay. All right. I see it. I get it now. All right. Brunskill to the Titans. Big loss or no? Are y'all concerned about this loss here? Brunskill was kind of the 49ers new version of, uh, what was my man's name, Tony? The offensive line. He played all across the line. He was a young kid. I, got Jason I, think, Poe. I think that's that's who's going to replace Brunskill. Who? Poe. Uh, Brunskill played tackle and guard. Hey, Amen. Pose. I mean, I'm I'm Poe, Poe is not going outside the tackle. He's not, but he can play guard. He can play center. I'm just saying, we're gonna have another versatile guy on the line. Oh, okay, I see what you say. I got that. All right, I got you there. All right, Tony, is this a big deal? This loss? Um, no, I just I think it shows that they have faith in uh, the youth that's coming up. They drafted last year. Remember the philosophy they drafted the previous year to get ready for the next year, and they're following suit. Okay. All right. I I don't I don't know that this is going to be a big loss. I will say that having that kind of versatility, 
um, has been something that the 49ers have cherished for a while. And I don't know who can line up at basically all five spots on the roster right now. Um, they're going to be, they're going to be looking for that. They're going to be looking for a very versatile offensive lineman in this upcoming draft. Somebody who doesn't rate out high at any of them, but has played uh, multiple spots in the draft. So we got to start looking for that and see if we can nail that down before, <coughs> excuse me, before the draft gets here. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. And by the way, a lot of people have been asking, when are you guys going to get to your mock drafts? Once free agency officially kicks off, guys, we can start our, our draft season uh, preparation. So don't you guys worry about it. It is coming sooner rather than later. Uh, just continue to be patient with us, and, and we'll get to it. I promise you, all right? Uh, Jacqueline Knox is the next one here. Wayne, you want, to, you want to take this one? Your name is first. Hey, Wayne, Mike, and Tony. This free agency has been a roller coaster but i'm here for it all but they better not touch my jordan mason thank you jack i don't know why they would touch jordan mason but they better not touch her jordan mason guys, guys. how much how much money jordan mason makes? Let, me, let me see let me just double check all right so let me he i'm gonna stir the pot a little bit while he's looking up the salary tony i'm gonna ask you the question while he's looking it up was jordan mason that good or do we want him to be that good Okay. Oh, I think he's a good running back. I think he's a good running back in between the tackles. Like gap power. I don't think he's a good outside zone. I think in between the tackles, he has the ability to see it. And hit it. Okay. All right. There's a reason why they didn't cut him. Yeah, they, they, he was the one guy they wanted to protect over and over throughout the season. So, um, And speaking of Jordan Mason, I just want to ask you all a quick running back question. Um, who ends up being RB3 this season? Um, Someone that is not on the roster yet, Ty Davis-Price, or Jordan Mason? It's weird. I don't know. I think they keep all four again. Yeah, I think it's, it's a four thing, but he's asking us who is it. Who, who would be three? It would probably be Mason. They're not going to dress all four. We've seen it before. Uh, TDP not dressing, so Mason can dress. I, I say it would, make, it would be Mason because of his value on special teams. Okay. All right. All right. I like it. I like it. Thank you so much for the super chat, uh, Jacqueline. We appreciate it. Uh, Bruce. Bruce. Uh, all these players walking, I give it two years till we actually have a franchise QB before we are no longer Super Bowl contenders and we enter rebuild mode. Waste. Either one of y'all want to take this first? Mm. Where's the waste? He's saying it's probably He's saying we don't have a quarterback the quarterbacks that we drafted. I don't, I don't know if typically this normally would be right, right? But the 49ers are in a situation where they can continue building the team and keep trying to plug and play. Apparently, the 49ers aren't looking for the superstar studded quarterback. If they one turns into that, that's good for them. Um, but at some point, like the 49ers, we move on and try to find the next person that can come in and do exactly the same thing. Like Kyle Shanahan, such a systematic guy, the person that can come in here and run the system the best. And Trey Lance, you're hoping to get some of his attributes to stand out as well as run the system. And Brock Purdy, perfect system guy. And Sam Darnold, again, he has some different types of skill sets. You're hoping those will get a chance to stand out. I don't think that. 
I get that the players are getting older and those contracts are getting more, like, you know, more expensive as we get down the line. But I think they figure I think they continue to keep the window open. But we do gotta win. Like and, and it, you just gotta fucking win. We we do. All right. Let me let me start with yes, we do have to win. But the moves we've made so far at the quarterback position haven't been a waste. Jimmy, NFC championship game. Mm. Right? Brock Purdy, NFC championship game. Jimmy again, NFC like what other than winning the one game. Like, how is it a waste? That's the only thing that matters, Mike. You know? Yes, I get it. But you don't win the Super Bowl every single year. So that doesn't make the I mean, season a waste. I mean, you, you don't win it every year, but you need to be in it every year. Uh, I mean, we fucking in it. We in, this, in, the, in the in the NFC. One championship. year, Mike. Once. Once. And we've been to the NFC. All right, we, we've been to the Super Bowl. What, Mike? So what? So and, that, what? and we lost. And I think for people, it's like, damn. The Packers. The, the, the Packers. Nobody the, cares the Chiefs, about the Packers. The, Nobody the cares about the, to the Super Bowl. Nobody cares about the Chiefs. They only wait, care about the San Francisco 49ers. I'll, I'll wait till you're done. And when the Chiefs get to the Super Bowl, do they lose? The Chiefs have been to the Super Bowl one more time than the 49ers have since Kyle Shanahan got here. And they won both of them. Uh, right? so, so are those other seasons for them a waste because they didn't win the Super Bowl? I'm not – I mean, I'm not asking this question. I don't feel that they've been a waste, so I can't answer that. All I know is when the Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl, they win. And I think if the 49ers would have had just one one, people wouldn't think it's a waste. Hmm. I will see. But, Bruce, thank you for the contribution, man. That was a nice little uh, spark there for the conversation. Uh, JP Hellahar, shout out to my man. I got the shirt coming. Oh, don't worry. I got the shirt coming, bro. He says, has to be an edge or a corner. Uh, he's talking about when we made space for Fred Warner. Uh, I think you got to include kicker. Am I wrong? You got to include kicker and this draft class that's coming up. I think I think they got – you got to. You're right, Mike. I feel like they have their kicker on board. We just got to work on some language. <laughs> I don't think he wants to be here. I really don't. I, I don't know. It's weird. Wouldn't be the first time we thought that. I, I just, I'm not starting. I'm not starting my Robbie Gold hate train again. I did it once, and he had his worst season probably as a professional when I did that. He finished the year like 71% field goals or some shit like that, but then they blamed it on the snapper and the holder and blah, 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 blah. I'm not, I'm not doing it again because if we end up with him here, I'm gonna, I am gonna want to cheer him on, uh, but I, I stand firm in my belief. I don't want any player here that doesn't want to be here. I told you how I felt when Debo liked the, uh, the, the, the photo swap of uh, him and the Cowboys shit. Brandon Ayuk just did the same shit this offseason. Not a fan of that stuff. I, I hate that. I hate when players under contract do that shit. I, I can't stand it. I understand it's the new age of negotiating and shit like that, but nah, that 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 shit don't sit right with me. I, I just I hate that. I absolutely hate it. Don't like it at all. So I mean, like I said, they don't want to be here. Good riddance. I, I I'm on my Mike Singletary shit. I'd rather play without him. Mm-hmm. I'd rather take a penalty every play. Then put somebody out on that field that doesn't want to be here. 
I know it didn't work out well for Mike Singletary as a coach. <laughs> There's a reason he's not coaching anymore, right? But it's, it's probably for reasons like that. But that's just how I feel. That's how I feel. That's how I feel, man. The fans, fans are emotionally invested. That's why we're fans. Players, it's a business. So I understand from their perspectives why they do what they do. Let me be very clear with what I'm saying. But I am a fan. And I don't like our players wanting to go other places, especially when you're still under contract for two more seasons. The fuck are you doing? And that's not the case for Robbie Gold, but for Ayuk, for Debo, I, I, don't, I, didn't, I don't like that shit. I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, let me see here. Oh, we got more Super Chats popping in. I wasn't getting them. Hold on. Let me scroll back. All right. I see it. I got you, Jaguayo. Uh, we'll add you to the list as well. All right. Let's keep it moving here. Uh, Dre Barry. I don't know what that last part is, but sure. it says here, Brun Brunskill replaces Taylor Luan, and we sign Luan. Writings on the wall. Busting with the boys. I mean, sign him to play what? <laughs> I'm saying he clearly came out. I mean, I was all for it, but till he came out, he specified the Niners too. He did. He said. He said, "I don't know why they would sign me because I can't play right team. I would give up way too many sacks. I just can't play on the right side." I think he came out and said that, so I would stay away from him. Um, unfortunately, Dre. Plus, he has the injury situation. You know, he can't stay healthy either. Yeah. Big, big, big thing there. I don't think the Niners are investing in often injured guys anymore. I don't. That's we'll my. See. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. I, I, I will say this, though. There's an injured player in the draft that I would invest in. That's that's a little bit different. How I'm talking is. about free because you draft, you draft Andrew Voorhees from USC and you can sit him for a year until he's ready. Just in case your guards start to pan, you know. Or if you wanted yeah. to move Murphy back to right tackle. We haven't even talked about that. That's a whole other topic. So. All right. All right. Let's keep it moving here, man. Uh, but Drake, no, I, I just don't think Luan is coming here. I don't. I don't. Now, he said busting with the boys. Jason Voorhees or Andrew Voorhees? Well, Jason Voorhees is the killer. I know. I, that's why I'm asking you. Did I say Jason or Andrew? If I, I meant Andrew. <laughs> I think you said Andrew. I hope I said Andrew. <laughs> uh, Nick Parrott. What's going on, Nick? He says, uh, what's up, fellas? Uh, I agree that we continue to build the defense and get another speed rusher. I trust this front office and coaching staff. Let's go. Uh, thanks for the great show and content. Well, thank you for the subscriptions and uh, supporting us, man. We really do appreciate it. Uh, guys, let's talk about the second sentence in here. I trust this front office and coaching staff. You guys are on Twitter more than I am. You guys see these comments. Wayne, you're probably in Facebook and discords and all that stuff. You got your ear to the 49er streets. Knowing you, you're probably on 49ers Reddit somewhere. Uh, do you feel like this fan base trusts the front office and coaching staff as much as they should. Let me put a caveat in there. Do you think they trust this front office and coaching staff as much as they should? And then, uh, Tony, I want to get your response to that also. I mean, I think they, they, I think they trust the coaching staff. They trust the front office. Look what the 49ers have been doing. I mean, you go from year one 
drafting as many players as you can to come in here and make an impact. A lot of those players didn't pan out. Uh, they go out and sign certain free agents. And now look at year six and set. Look at year six, right? It's the year we're going into year six this year. And look at how they've built a machine and look at how they're working on these contracts. Look at how they have all pros in like every tier and every position. Like the 49 I, I would trust the coaching staff. Did they swing? And miss, yeah. I mean, they took a they took a risk on D Ford. Did it work out? No. They took a risk on drafting Javon Kinlaw. Did it work out? No. But why? Injuries, right? Reuben Foster, and as bad as he was, as far as like in the public, he still couldn't stay healthy. I don't know if you remember, but he got injured on every play. Like not not only every play when he went to Washington, they they couldn't keep him on the field. I, I stopped paying attention to him. But my point is. Like I feel like that the 49ers, I feel like I can trust them. I don't know. I, I don't know why the fans aren't. So hopefully the fans will be more like me. Trust this coaching staff. They look at look at how they're keeping Adam P. Why does Adam Peters want to be here? Mike and Tony. I'm gonna, I'm gonna toss that one to our resident GM up there. Adam, I think Adam Peters is running this team right now. As far as the college scouting and stuff like that. I do. That's my point. Like, like he's proving my point. Like people keep saying, "Oh, Adam Peters needs a GM job." He is a GM. He's the assistant GM, and on top of that, he's probably doing all the GM work. John is just the talker, he's the face of the franchise. He's the face of the, of the 49ers. He's no, the, the voice. I of the think players. John's involved, but I think he leans oh, heavily sure. on Adam Peters. Yeah, for sure. I think John, John picks out certain players, and Peters is the one out there evaluating out there. these guys and trusting their coaches. They trust their coaches. You think they don't trust Bobby Turner when he says he wants a running back like this? You don't think they trust Johnny Holland when he says, yo, I, I want this linebacker? They're trusting these guys. That's the front office that does, but I, the fans, though. That, and that was my question. Well, uh, and that's why the fans should trust the coaches. That's my point. <laughs> like, Right. So that means that you don't think that the fans trust them the way that they should. I guess not. They're always bicking and complaining about what the 49ers are doing. Why they're not doing this? And why they're not doing that? What do you think, Tony? I think they should, I think they trust them. And if they don't, I think they definitely should trust them. To be the I mean, someone person, in here just said, I don't trust Kyle Shanahan. Huh? Someone just said in here, I don't trust Kyle Shanahan. That's fine. I, I do. How, how do you not trust him? It's not me. I'm just telling you what I, what I, what I, I said. I don't think that the – I think there – I think there are certain aspects to where the fans don't trust the coaches, don't trust the front office, don't trust this, don't trust that. Like people at the beginning, when we traded for Christian McCaffrey, oh, why they give up so much? He gets hurt every year. I mean – you're going to have those fans. And then you got people like me who are hella optimistic. This is weird. Who's this Ramilla Sports Report RSR? He's a, he's a Rams fan. All right. So this is clearly a 49ers show. Um, please. You have a quarterback with a noodle arm. Don't talk about our quarterback. Please. Is he gonna Who's going to retire? He's, he's going to announce his retirement soon, too, by the way. Whatever. Um, yeah, I, for, for I mean, listen. The number one thing, to, the number one thing is to admit when you're wrong. 
And this front office does that. Guarding key to the Titans. I'm telling you, Kerry Hyder's coming back. <laughs> huh? Guarding key to the Titans. I think Kerry really? Hyder's coming back, yeah. Um, good for him. No, seriously, Good listen, money. these are all Good guys money. that were, like, and, and you know, I said something to myself the other day. They jumped and made a signing quick. I forgot who it was. It wasn't a big name guy. I don't remember what it was. I have to go back to remember, but he's involved with preparing for this offseason. Like, you don't know. You don't think he knows what the Niners are thinking? Like, I guarantee you the Niners are trying to get key here. He probably has more money, and he got him. So, you know, I'm happy for him. He was probably one of the guys because he was pro player personnel, Carthon. So he was involved in bringing key here from the beginning. So, I mean, kudos to him. He's, he's making one hell of a great signings in Tennessee. Good for him. They're not admitted it, but they're cleaning house. But back to the original question of trusting this team. I mean, does Kyle admit when he wrong when he's wrong? No, but neither does Bill Belichick. Neither does like all these other big name coaches, McCarthy. None of these guys do. They all have egos. I don't give a shit what anyone says. They all have egos. But to be able to swing and miss on your first draft with Solomon Thomas, with Reuben Foster, they took shots. They weren't fully prepared for this. They came in. They said, all right, this guy, look, he's a great three technique as a rusher. We're going to drop his wing, try to kick him outside as an edge guy. It didn't work, right? Then they traded back up in the first round and grabbed Reuben Foster. I went nuts. You remember that? We were all on the show. If you take the off-field shit, I think Reuben Foster would have been a hell of a linebacker. I don't think he would have had a long career because of the way he played and the style, how physical he was, but he would have been one hell of a linebacker. He, is, he was a little dumb as rocks, but listen, see ball, get ball, go. Like, and that's what he did. And you saw in the preseason when they when that passing to the flat, he came up and just blew that guy right So they admitted they were wrong because what did they do? They go out and they address the issue. There's a free agent or another draft pick the following year. Their philosophy in drafting, they prepped for the year before in the draft. So year two of the rookies, the second year of the draft pick, they're ready to contribute. So their philosophy is there and how they run things and how they operate. I don't have a problem with it. And I think they do a damn good job. I agree, man. I, I trust them. I think obviously more than the general public does. Uh, but I think a lot of the fan base does trust Kyle and John. I really do. Um, so, I mean, well, I, I can't call it, man. There, there's plenty of them out there that don't, but, and you know, usually the people with the negative comments are the loudest ones, you know what I'm saying? So, that's I think that's why it feels like a lot of the fan base doesn't uh, trust them. Uh, we got a few more. Wayne, do you want to jump off before we keep moving or you want to leave any final thoughts? Uh, I, I'm going to dip out. Final thoughts. I think free agency is going very well for the 49ers. Let's see if they do one more big signing before they start preparing for the draft. They, they got a roster they got to fill out. Uh, I'm excited to see what the 49ers are going to do. Appreciate you, brothers. I'll catch up with y'all later. All right. All right, man. Thanks for jumping in here, Wayne, man. We appreciate you, man. You be safe. That's going to do it for Wayne. Uh, Tony and I are going to finish out the show here and try to finish strong. I can move it side to side now. All right. I got to put you over there. So that way, when I point, you're on the right side. I got to, you know, muscle memory over here. You know what I'm saying? Um, let's keep it moving with the super chats, though, man. Um, we are not done yet, guys. Don't leave just yet. All right. Mark says here, 
Uh, Charles O'Minihue to the Chiefs, what do y'all think? Uh, we discussed this a little bit earlier, but look, uh, Charles O'Minihue, Samson Ebukam, Arden Key, all of those guys combined for a total of what? Eight sacks? What, what, am I missing anything? I don't remember. In TB9? that one year, I don't remember. I, I just don't think that we're really, really losing out on much. I'm sorry, but I just feel like if you have Nick Bosa playing the opposite side of you, you got to get some favorable matchups at some point, and you got to take advantage of them. And I don't know that anybody was taking more advantage of it than Drake Jackson. You know? I, I just I, – I don't see it. I don't see it. Drake Jackson through – what was it? I think it was through six games, had five sacks. Something crazy like that, right? It was – and then – I don't know if he just ran out of gas in the legs or what, but then we started seeing him being a rotational beast. Uh, the Niners said that we wanted to get more run stuffers in and, instead of edge guys and things like that. So um, I, I just don't think that it's a major loss. Tony, what about you? No, I mean, listen, it's not, I like them. They, they traded for him. He's a high motor guy. He came on strong at the end of this year. I mean, but he was never a full sack artist. He was kind of a tweener. He bounced around and he was versatile, and that's why I think he was able to have somewhat success in San Francisco because he could play the inside out. So, mm -hmm. you know, kudos to him. He got some money. You know, congratulations, and I just wish him the best. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. I do wish these guys the best. Uh, you know, I, I have no ill will towards any of these guys. They didn't leave on bad terms or anything like that. Thank them for the contribution that they made to the team and all. Same thing I feel about Jimmy Garoppolo. Same thing I feel about Emmanuel Mosley. You know, those guys that were here now are now gone. I appreciate everything that they did for the organization. You know, salute them and wish them nothing but the best. Go out there and, and prove me wrong. Prove to me that you you were more than what you were when you were here. Uh, that, prove it to yourself, not even to me. You don't have to prove shit to me. Who am I? Right? But these guys are are strong-headed guys and they feel like you know they maybe didn't get a chance to show their best ability so uh, i like it and kudos to their um to their agents for going out there and getting these deals have you seen the numbers that these guys are getting man if the niners paid this kind of money for these guys tony we'd be flipping shit over we would be flipping stuff over if we if we saw these guys sign a two-year deal for 24 million dollars for arden mm -hmm. kate what what mm -hmm. where so you know, just, just my thoughts, just my opinions on it, all right? Uh, this one is specifically for you, Tony. I'll read this one to you from our guy, Jaguayo. He says, hey, Tony, any thoughts on Felix Anandike Uzoma? Uh, Edge. I, this is a I didn't, uh, I didn't get fully into my draft prep yet. Uh, if I can remember off the top of my head, I think he is from Kansas State. I think he was Kansas or Kansas State. He was a defensive end. Um, I actually watched the watch Kansas State. I forgot who they played this year. Uh, shit. Oh, no. I forgot who they played, but I think it was number fifty-five or fifty-six off the top of my head. I don't, I don't remember, but he's an explosive guy. If it's the right guy that I was watching, he, he had a good first step, high motor. Um, I really got to dig deep on him. I, I really haven't had a chance because I've been busy with work and stuff and stuff like that, and with the free agency and shit. shit. But once this dwindles down a little bit, I'll start doing the draft stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm very excited to get into it. I got my whole little – I made my own little draft Bible this year. I'm excited to get to it and and uh, see see what we get and what we don't get. So it's going to be really exciting. I know, Tony, man, that gets your juices going, Pauls. But I, I, that is like 
Tony's thing, man. You guys have no idea how prepared and ready Tony is for the draft when it's time to flip that page. So we're going to be there again, guys, very, very soon. Just stay with us. We promise you guys uh, starting next week, it's going to be some phenomenal draft coverage here on nothing but Niners. All right. Um, let's keep this thing running here though, man. Uh, Mark has another one here. He says quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, Raiders, right tackle, Mike McGlinchey, Broncos, defensive tackle, Hassan Ridgeway, Texans, linebacker, Aziz Al-Shair, Titans, um, defensive back, Jimmy Ward, Texans, Cornerback Emmanuel Mosley Lions, aside from Jimmy and McGlinchey, big losses. I'm just saying. So he's saying that these guys were all big losses. Tony, do you agree with that? No, and it's don't. funny, he said he said, aside from Jimmy and McGlinchey, everyone else are big losses. I don't think so. And, and, and again, this falls under the philosophy on how they structured his roster, right? Jimmy Garoppolo. Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, Mike McGlinchey, Colton McKivitz, Hassan Ridgeway, Hargrove, Aziz Al-Shahir, Owen Burks, Demetrius Flanagan-Foles, Jimmy Ward, uh, Gibson, Manuel Mosley, Lenore. That could be one that could hurt us because, you know, now we're depleted with depth. But I, I can't say they're big losses because – this team is prepared for these losses. They they knew they weren't going to sign Jimmy McGlinchey. Ridgeway, I thought they would have brought back. Aziz probably and Jimmy Ward. I thought they could sneak Emmanuel Mosley back. But, um, you know, listen, Aziz was a hell of a linebacker. I, and I see Niner yeah. Faithful. Aziz, not a big loss with a question mark. But Niner Faithful, just think about this. When they're in nickel, Aziz ain't on a field. He played 35% of the snaps, guys. Like, I mean – I, I don't know. And and like I said, and he was injured. Like I like him. He was good. Let me be very clear with what I'm saying. Good player. How often are you using him? You know? And he'll probably get a bigger role. He he probably won't be just, you know, a Sam guy. Or, or, no, he's gonna be the Mike in, in, in uh Tennessee. In ten, right, exactly. So he's gonna get a bigger role. That's why the paycheck is the way that it is. Um, but the 49ers lost too many defensive-minded coaches. Uh, for a guy like him and his ability to go unnoticed. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't going to get away from all these guys, and I don't think it's a coincidence that he went over there with Carthon, right? Isn't that where he went? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, it's someone with familiarity with the good young man and knows his work ethic and things like that, and he was a good person in the community and all that, he's not going to go unnoticed. And, you know, when you, got, uh, when you have guys like uh, Robert Sala, you know, with the New York Jets and you have D'Amico Ryans with the Texans and uh, Ron Carthon over with the Titans. Like these guys, they're going to go get these kind of guys. They're going to go out there and grab those guys. Jimmy Ward and, and Ridgeway go into the Texans. That's not that's not coincidence. Those guys know that these guys can be linchpins and they can be they can not only go out and produce. They're going to teach the system that they're trying to implement at a high level, too. Right. Think about Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch when their first year here. Everything was recycled players from their past. Right. Everything. Recycle players. Pierre Garçon. Right. I think the only person that didn't play in a Kyle Shanahan system that got big money as a free agent that came here was our fullback. But he was just the best fullback in the league. You know what I'm saying? So they went out there and they get this versatile uh, fullback. He's the only guy. You look at the the, the tight what to, Toy Lolo. Right. The tight end. They, they had him. Yeah, they had the tight end to come in here and, te and teach the system. Pierre Garçon come in and teach the wide receiving room for us. Right. Um, 
they, they did it everywhere. They had offensive linemen. What was the old guy that they had come in? It was an old offensive lineman. God dang it, my mind is blanking. But they, they did this at every position group on the offense, wide receiver, tight end, uh, even running backs. I believe even a running back. They had uh, the guy from, from Washington. What the hell was his name, Tony? Morris. Morris. Yes, yes, Alfred Morris. Like they went out at every position group and got a guy that knew the system to be not only a contributor, a player. And these other coaches that leave and get these new positions, they're going to do the same thing. This is what I taught. This is my mindset. This is my method. I want to get those guys here so that way they can teach. We'll draft the younger guys. We'll develop some younger guys. But let's go and get these veterans that know the system. Um, but <clears throat> when it, when I look at this list, I'm sorry. You guys don't have to agree with me at all. I think the biggest losses on this entire list are Jimmy Garoppolo and Mike McGlinchey. I do. I understand that Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't a fan favorite here and all that. I, I completely understand. But a quarterback is a quarterback. We won a lot of games with Jimmy Garoppolo. Mike McGlinchey is a right tackle, and he played really well this last season. I felt, you guys know, my history is long. I felt like he got some unfair criticism. Criticism was deserved. I just thought the amount of criticism that he got wasn't quite fair. We're going to see next year. We're going to see the loss and, and what it equates to. Now, I think we're going to be able to recover well from Jimmy. Doesn't mean it wasn't a big loss, right? A big loss, maybe not, because when you sit down and you compare what happened in, in his departure, maybe it won't be that big, right? But that doesn't mean that he wasn't a, a key piece to the team's success in the years that they were here. So uh, Ridgeway, I don't think that's a big loss. Aziz Al-Shair, I don't think that was a big loss. Jimmy Ward, the versatility, what he brought to the team, absolutely, that'll be a loss, right? Emmanuel Mosley, when's the last time he played, you know, 12, 13 games? He, he was missing a lot of time as well when it, when it was all said and done. So I, I, I think the bigger names are the ones that you kind of wrote off at the end of this comment here. Just, just my... Am I going to say unbiased opinion? It's just just my opinion. I won't call it unbiased. I won't call it unbiased, but <clears throat> it is what it is. McDonald says, uh, why are 49ers and others say, why are, uh, okay, let me try to, why are 49er fans and others saying don't give Trey the starting job, but yet they're going to just give Brock Purdy the job with no competition after only eight games? Tony, I will let you let's let's try to answer his question. Why is that the mindset of some people? Uh, Trey's got to earn it, but give it to Brock. Why do you think people have that mindset? And I think I think you could find a reason for it, a, a legitimate reason for it. Well, I mean, it's simple. It, it's Brock proved it. He proved it at a high level. Um, the offense has been the most um, efficient yeah. since Kyle has been here. Um. You know, I, I mean, 30-plus points a game. The Niners haven't had that with any quarterback here consistently. So I understand they added Christian McCaffrey. Okay, we'll, we'll do that. But in my opinion, Brock proved it in big games, playoff games. Trey hasn't. So take away what you invested in Trey. I don't want to hear it. This is on the field now because let me ask you this. If Brock Purdy was the first-round pick that they traded up for and Trey was the seventh, would we be saying anything about this? I don't know. So, I personally I personally don't think that Purdy's let – me, let, me, let me word this the right way. I personally don't think Purdy's stats – 
were anything to write home about. I think he played average or below average quarterback play when you compare it league-wide. That said, this is a run-first team. So naturally, our stats are going to be a little lower, right? And I saw someone say, Tony, eight games doesn't prove anything. Well, in comparison to a game and a half, it does, right? So it's we're talking about why are people so quick to say give it to Brock, but Trey has to earn it. It's because they haven't seen Trey do it consistently, right? There was there was a oh, game they haven't where seen Trey do it at all. When Trey was what started, he started for his Arizona. They lost, right? Low scoring game. They won, and then the Titans game. They came back and won. Was that the Titans? No, no, no. Texans, the Texans. Texans. The Texans game. They came back and won. Again, right. I think it was under 20 points. Or it was 22 points, 24 points. But Brock Purdy in this offense played at a very efficient level. Like production, consistently moving the ball. You're not holding your breath every time the ball was thrown. Um, attacking downfield instead of the middle of the field. You know, I'm going to say this. I think Brock Purdy is a little bit more accurate than Trey Lance in certain levels of the field. I do. I think Brock, I think Trey Lance has a bigger arm and he's more accurate on a deep ball, but I, I, I just can't understand how there's pushback on someone that won how many consecutive games? Eight. I believe he won eight straight eight, games. Well, eight in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Eight in a row, and two of them were playoff games. I, I just can't see how. You can't say that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just can't see it. He proved it, man. And I think Trey Lance is going to get an opportunity, and the ball's in, in his court. But he's got to make the most of it because if it don't work now, yeah, it's not going to work later. It's either the light bulb goes on or the light bulb doesn't come on. And you know, I'm not. I'm not saying Trey Lance is going to have a, a career comparable to the player I'm about to name, but at some point, guys, even Drew Brees was a backup, right? At some point, these guys have to take advantage of the opportunity they're given and go out there and do it. That also includes not just playing well, but staying on the field. That includes that as well. So I think Trey Lance gives you more than Brock Purdy, but we've seen Brock Purdy do it, and that's why people say give it to Brock because we know what you can do with Brock. Um, but I just think that, like I said, I think Trey has a higher ceiling, and that remains to be seen. Yes, that, that, that I, seen. I agree so, with. I think the ceiling is a lot higher, but I think the floor is a lot higher for Brock Purdy. Okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Higher floor, yeah. Um, Nigel asks a really good question here <laughs> What former 49er left and turned out better after he left? Uh, let's try to narrow it down to just this regime because. Uh, I think Haley had a good career. I mean, we can name some former players that left and, and did good, but let's talk about since Kyle and John Lynch have been here. Can you think of any players that have left and turned out better? I think Buckner didn't play better than when he played here. Um, who's gone to other places? I mean, a lot of people have gone other places, but I don't even know how many people left here and were actual starters. I mean, we talked about Hyder 
<laughs> coming here, playing well, then leaving and getting cut after the first year in the deal. Um, we talked about Reuben Foster, right? Played better here than he did in Washington. Um, Nick Mullen played better here than he did anywhere else. What was it? Vikings, I think he went to, Minnesota. Or no, he went to Philly first. He went to Philly, Philly first. The Raiders. I don't even think he made the final 53 in Philly, did he? I think he got cut. I, th- I think I he got cut. I think. I could be wrong. But he bounced around, didn't oh, do anything. Jet McKinnon. Jet McKinnon. Uh, that's another one. DJ Reed. I'll say DJ Reed. That's the uh, guy that yes. DJ Reed is the one guy. But see, I don't know about that because he didn't really play here. He never played here. We just saw flashes in preseason. And then they tried to stash him, and it didn't work. I mean, Quan Alexander played better here than he did with the Jets. Quan Alexander played better here. Yeah, Uh, I liked it. They said Pettis. I I, was Pettis better with the Giants. I don't know. Uh, They said KB disappeared in New England. That's true. Delaney Walker. I don't. I don't think Delaney Walker was here with Kyle Shanahan. Uh-uh. But Jared McKinnon. I'll give you guys that. But mainly because of health reasons, though, right? I mean, Jared uh-huh. McKinnon flat out wasn't healthy when he was here. Uh, Vernon Davis wasn't here during this one. During this uh, thing, Mostert worse. Wilson worse. I think DJ Reed might be one. Solomon Thomas just as bad. I. I, I don't. I can't think of anybody that left and improved upon their. I, can you? No. Witherspoon? No. Witherspoon was better here. I mean, he, he went to the Steelers and started playing really good when he finally got in, but then he got injured. I don't I don't think Spoon either. I don't think Spoon either. No, DJ Jones. What about Jones? How, what kind of year did DJ Jones have? I'll be honest with you. I didn't follow it too much. Lincoln Tomlinson did not live up and play as well as he did here. Uh, that's That's been well documented. Matt Breida didn't either. What about DJ Jones, Tony? What do you think DJ Jones did? I mean, he played average. He, you know, he did, he did all right. I mean, no Pro Bowl or anything like that. <laughs> all right man i think that's it though man thank you guys for the super chats you guys have been phenomenal uh we're gonna wrap this bad boy up we went a solid hour almost two hours here we're gonna get up out of here um tony man i'm gonna give you the floor final thoughts uh just your overall feeling about the niners right now the direction that they're heading in uh give, give me your thoughts bro well i feel good uh, I feel good in the ability to find where the where they identify the weakness and they address it and they do what they do best. Um, another thing, uh, something else I, I I'm big on with is there's a reason why all these people are getting signed because they performed well with the 49ers. Now I can't say what it's going to happen with the respective teams. I don't know, but I will tell you this. This team's deep, and they're reloaded, and they're restocked. So they got to add the pieces here and there. I think Edge is definitely one of them um, as far as a veteran. Uh, a potential uh, backup corner, nickel corner could come in as a veteran um, and potentially maybe a right tackle. But everything else is going to be via the draft or tier three free agents after the draft. I think 
we're up to what 56 on our roster now so let's call it an even 60 that's another 30 people that need to be added to this roster 11 is going to be from the draft and the remainder is going to be undrafted free agents or free agency so you know it's not going to stop it's going to continue and just keep you know set your alerts make sure you're dialed in um because when news breaks, we're going to try to break it. Yeah. Yeah. Breaking news videos are usually short, quick hitters, guys. So make sure you have your notifications turned on for those. My final thoughts are I, I got one word for everybody. It's patience. It is patience. Uh, patience truly is a virtue. And man, oh, man, the Niners keeping things close to the vest. I, Tony, I, I don't know that we, any of us thought Hargrave was even attainable. Like, I, he's the one guy that we didn't talk about. Well, at least I know I didn't talk about him. I uh, mentioned we him, but my problem was I just didn't think that they would go that big. And it's – I mean, i got to be honest with you, looking at that contract, it's essentially a two-year deal. Mm-hmm. But I, I just didn't think that they would commit to that. I, I, I didn't I, – I was shocked because if you look at last year's deal, it was only a three-year – I think it was like thirty-eight million or thirty-six million dollar deal, thirty-eight million dollar deal. I think it was, depending on the structure. Um, so that's not a big deal to, to shell out what they shelled out for him. That that's that that's big money. Um, but I'll tell you this: it's that's the type of guy. If you're going to invest big money, that's the type of guy you're going to invest it in. Okay, he played two different styles: nose tackle, three tech, one tech, zero tech. Uh, he could two gap. He could one gap. He he could pass, rush the passer. He could play the run. That is a true defensive, well-rounded defensive tackle, like I spoke about earlier. And Chris Kosarek is going to have a field day with him because it's going to be a hell of a match. And I think with knowing the history and how they invest in this defensive line, I do think there's another move to come. And I only think it's going to make it even danger, more dangerous. So, yeah. um. I'm so tired, I can't even talk. But I think it's going to be one of the so most good. dangerous uh, defensive lines in the league. And I think it could potentially yeah. be better than the Philly league, the, the Philly defensive line last year. Yeah, yeah, because it's going to be good against the run as well. That was yeah. Philly. Well, no, we'll, we'll get into that later on. Uh, Ja'Shawn Page says, what's up, Niner gang? Michael Crabtree did better uh, with the Raiders than he did the 49ers. But that was not this regime. So we tried to keep it with uh, the the Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch regime. Um, and did did Crabtree play better? Yeah, he was a 1,000-yard guy better. here, right? No, he was better in Oakland. Yeah? Oh, okay. he, had, he had one good season with the Niners where he was 1,100, 1,200 yards. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he came on a little bit. But, listen, he his issue was he could not separate. Well, and people have to remember something about specifically with wide receivers and their stats. The Niners weren't a passing team then. That was the read option yeah. and shit like that. That was the quarterback running, two running backs running, and then it was based off of Vernon Davis and and, and Delaney Walker. It was not a passing. That's why we had guys like Crabtree, Manningham, and 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 Bolden. Right? We just need possession guys. That's all. That's all. Um, uh, Roman. That's all. Greg Roman wanted. He didn't want star wide receivers. He, that, that's not what the team, he doesn't design his offenses that way. That's why people think that um, Lamar Jackson's not a good quarterback. He's never been asked to be a good quarterback. 
You know, so that's another story for another time, guys. We're going to wrap this up in about an hour. We will be live again. Well, I'll be live again for the March Madness at midnight. So make sure you guys are getting ready. Uh, bring those questions in here. You know what I'm saying? I know that uh, the last couple of nights I saw Mike, can we see your dog? So make sure if you if you're going to ask that question, get it in early. I'm home tonight. I will be able to show the pup. Uh, and that's going to do it, man. We're going to we appreciate you guys. Thank you all so much for jumping in here. Deshaun, thank you for the last uh, super chat of the night. We're going to get up out of here, man. Tony, <sighs> let's go home, bro. Prepare for glory. Anticipate pain. But always remain faithful. We're out of here, guys. Peace. We all gas, no brakes, pumped up, no fakes. We spinning, we winning, we high stakes. We never miss, we all makes. Look at us dudes trying to prove, bringing you news with nothing to lose. Mike, Nick, Tony, Wayne, Method Man, we bring the pain. Hey. See, I'ma confess it. We under the pressure If you looking to find us We them nothing but niners Nothing but niners We them nothing but niners